good vibes. A good evening. I do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. The Knutsons. have taken control as to bring you this special show. Who are the Knutsons? Only good vibes. Only good vibes is the plan. Only good vibes, good vibes. Okay, this is called the Knutson Effect. Hi, Paul. How are you? Yeah, we are. Are you Paul? Yeah, I'm Paul. This is John. Paul's got the hat on. John has the waistcoat. <laughs> okay, well, Thelma has the hat on. <laughs> Thelma, I, I, I need to go and get I a hat. No, I, think. I love that you hat. You need to go get your hat. You need to go get your hat and get in the get it get with it. <laughs> Thelma, I'm so jealous. I want that hat. That is phenomenal. Thank you. Love it. Absolutely love I'm it. A ha- I'm a hat girl. <laughs> I'm a hat guy. <laughs> You're looking well, Thelma. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, all good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're doing good. What an absolute pleasure it is to have you on the show, Thelma. Thanks for taking time out to have a chat with us. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Glad that you invited me. Yeah, yeah. Or did we invite you? What, how did it work out? How did well, we do this? I've been chasing up your manager for a couple of months now, trying to get you on desperately. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I've been des- we've been desperate to get you on the show. Well, I've been here for, I've been in this house and here for, for since, since, uh, March of this year. It's been a crazy year, hasn't it? God. Oh my God, it's been terrible. Yeah, Thelma, we started this show at the start of the year just to bring people together, spread a bit of positivity, just try and support musicians and, and singers. And and I must say, to get to this point in December, you're like a ray of sunshine on our show. You're a ray of sunshine on our rainy Scottish night. I'll say that, Thelma. You're bringing good vibes to the show. Oh, I'm bringing a ray of sunshine to you. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, we dressed up specially for you as well, Thelma. We've got the suits and waistcoats on for you here. <laughs> We've been watching the virtual stream. Me and my, my girlfriend, my beautiful girlfriend, had it on one night, and we were up dancing about, singing, having a great time. Oh, good. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Really, really like it. Yeah, That's it looks like you were really, really enjoying That's yourself as well. Huh? It looked like you were really enjoying it too. Well, I was because you know what? It was it was it was a, the a one moment. All of my dates <clears throat> by that point had been all canceled, mm-hmm. and so that was my way of being able to to perform. Even though it was very difficult for me because I'm I'm accustomed to working off an off an audience, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah. So there was no audience, <laughs> so <laughs> I had to I had to to make the camera like, woo, all right, all you camera, all you guys out there, you know. But, um, but you know, this thing, this, um, it's been terrible and it is terrible because we, we haven't, you know, there the vac- vaccinations are right around the corner. I understand over in England, they started, you know, already today with giving injections. And so yeah. that's, we, we can finally see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but, but, but for all of this darkness and all of this stuff, um, what what surprised me about myself was that was how very much I mean I I always knew that I love performing, yeah. but I didn't know how much to the degree that I depended on that. Yeah, I'm yeah. not just um, and we're not just not not we're not just talking about the financial, which of course you needed for your you know to pay your bills and stuff, but I mean for just that emotional, um, whatever's going on inside of me that mm. was such a way for me to. A release, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I haven't had that, and yeah. it's been so so devastating yep, to yep. not to be able to do that, and so it has really um, 
made me realize how grateful I am to be able to do something that I love with that much passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. it took, unfortunately, it took something like, I mean, I, to, to, to make it uh, realize to the degree that you, that you, you know what I mean? You always mm-hmm. feel like, oh, this is what I like. This is my passion, you know, yeah. but it really is. It's my life. I yeah, mean, yeah. Yeah, that passion yeah. definitely comes across when you're performing. You make it look so easy, Thelma. <laughs> oh, do I? It's because I'm having. I'm telling you, I'm having such a good time doing it. Really. I think the positivity shines through as well, Thelma. That positivity shines through that you you were singing to us. It felt like you were singing through the camera to us, and it really came across. And and the support for the the healthcare workers as well, and things like that in the video. Well, my my girlfriend's actually a nurse. Uh, oh really good she, for her oh, oh good for really, her you really appreciated that little nod to the healthcare workers well you know tell your girlfriend before i went into singing i've always wanted to be a singer since i was yay high but before i got before i kind of found my way into making that my my life's work my first job I worked in a hospital at Harbor General Hospital right. as a nurse's, at that time they call them nurse's assistant. All right. An attendant, a nurse's attendant. Yep. And that was my very first job. And, um, and I enjoyed it so much uh, that I think that had I not gone into singing, I think that some, something in the medical, something like nursing, or, or something in the medical field is, is what I would, would want to do. Yeah, yeah. Something positive. Yeah. Positive and were, you, were you singing yeah. to the patients as well, Thelma? You were, do I have one? Were, were you singing to the patients as well? <laughs> was, and I'm not, I'm, I wasn't going to tell you that part, yeah. but when it came around time <laughs> for my, when you, when you get your evaluation, you know, I think I had been there like maybe six months, seven months, and they were, the nurse was giving my evaluation. And she says, well, Thelma, everyone loves you. That's the, way, that's, the way, that's the way it started off. And especially the patients. Oh, you bring them, you just make them so happy. And, and they just, and you, and you fix their hair and you put on their makeup. But the thing is, Thelma, you just don't get around to cleaning up all the areas. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, when, and the other shift, when the other attendant comes on, Thelma, she has to do all that work for you. <laughs> she said, but the patients all love you. But I think maybe, you, maybe you're just not cut out for this type of work. <laughs> I, I don't think I would mind going to hospital, Thelma, if you were singing in the ward, to be honest. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be <laughs> they, the, the patients really liked it. <laughs> well, thanks for, for reaching out to the healthcare workers like that just a, a little nod but it went a long way and I just think that that virtual stream was a, it was a masterclass performance and just performing and connecting with the crowd even though there wasn't a crowd there you still somehow connected through the through this through the set so it worked out really well well thank you no worries. I'm I think it had that personal touch as well. But did you did yeah. you film it from your home? I, th- I think you filmed. I it. filmed some of it in my home, and some of it in my in um. Actually, some of it was filmed in the 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 cinematographer, uh, in his in his home as well, in his backyard. Okay. Yeah. Ah, right. Yeah. Excellent. I, 
I really wanted to jump into that swimming pool thing. <laughs> that swimming pool wasn't that swimming pool night. <laughs> and 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 after we would finish, after we would finish the shoot, he would he would make us all nice dinner, and we'd sit a, uh, socially distance. <laughs> Of yeah. course, it was just me and him. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a lot. It was I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much, though the experience. Yeah. So, how did that come about? Where did the idea come from? Well, the idea came from um, I do a ninety-minute show, mm-hmm. and it's called My Motown Memories and More, mm-hmm. and uh, it kind of tells. Um, my musical history through the music of Motown because they were all kind of happening around the same time, mm-hmm. except that Motown was in Detroit and I was in Long Beach, California. Right. And although uh, like the Smokey, Diana, Mary, the Supremes, we're pretty much there. Those are my peers. We were probably all around the same age, around the same ages. However, they were already back in Detroit starting their career and I'm still was out, you know, trying to figure out yeah, what to do. You know, how to even get into a studio. How, you know, how, do you, how do you start this thing? Still singing then, in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so that's, that's, how it, that's how it started. And I do this eight minute um, uh, uh, medley of Motown songs, mm. which, is, which, is in, which is a part of the, of the, of the of the uh, virtual show. Mm -hmm. And in that show, it's just about all the songs that were hits and it always got such a good response from the audience. And that's, that's kind of, that's how the idea started from. We have to see to the viewers, guys. You have to check this out because it really is phenomenal. I'm not just saying that because you're on the show, Thelma. I'm saying that because we really enjoyed it. It was one of my favorite virtual streams, definitely. And, and I'm oh, a, thank you. I'm a huge fan of the Foo Fighters, the band, the Foo Fighters, and they done a stream and it didn't even come close to yours, Thelma. I'll say that now. Didn't even come Oh, close. thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> my favorite Foo band. Is Woo. <laughs> Some praise there. But yeah, guys, if you want to check it out, where, where can they go to check it out? Thelma, do you want to tell the viewers where they can, they can get involved? Um, it's on the, uh, on the Thelma Houston. It's on my website. Right. And that'll take you right to, right to where to go to see it. Yep, no worries, I just and uh, and we're sp- and we're was for the for and part of this uh, is also for the um, Angel Food Project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the website is thelmahouston.com. Is that is that right? That's right, thelmahouston.com. You're involved in a lot of charities. What what was it about the Angel Food Charity that made you want to support them, then, Thelma? Well, you know, in the early days of the Angel Food Project, um, it was designed. It was started to give food, to take food to um, our friends who had been um, become ill with AIDS, HIV, yeah. HIV and AIDS at the time. And this was back in the 70s and 80s when people, when we didn't really know what was going on and, yeah, and, yeah. and, and but we just knew that people, our friends were dying and they were getting sick. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of times they were being, <clears throat> people were afraid to be around them because nobody knew yeah. you know, what was going on with it. And so that's how the Angel Food Project was started for that purpose. But then over the years, it has uh, been a source of, 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 of food uh, source for um, uh, people that are homebound, yeah. our senior citizens or people that who, who, not, who are unable to work 
And um, and so it's that. And now because of COVID, that's another layer that's been added on to how the Angel Food Project is helping. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's something that started it started for one thing and it has evolved into doing many other things. Ah, OK, OK. Something quite close to your heart then. Yes, it is. Yeah. No, it's, it's a great cause, great, a great cause to support. It is a good cause. Yeah. And have you been working on music this year as well, like making new music and releasing new music as well? I think you've got some well, good tracks out. Yes, well, you know, um, two of the songs in the virtual show um, are new are songs that have been that were done. One of them was done um, during this time period, mm. and that's the one my where the rapper the rapper that's my son doing the rap. And, oh, uh, so, okay. Yes, brilliant. he's brilliant. Me and John were just talking about how good he was. We weren't sure who who that was. Yeah, that's my son. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so he and I, he and I, and a friend of his, uh, um, uh, his name <clears throat> his name is Lethal. Oh, uh, we all we wrote it and produced it and and that and we're doing some other stuff now uh and but you know it's a leisurely kind of thing mm -hmm. yeah but uh we're working on it we're working on an ep actually oh right. excellent okay yeah it sounds like you're as inspired as ever thelma you're, you're showing us youngsters how it's done you're kicking kicking ass <laughs> i think aren't you <laughs> it sounds like you've got a lot a lot of work a lot of stuff coming a lot of great uh, positive music because there's the other track called someone somebody standing outside that you, you that's an, yes with. now let me tell you about that one that song was recorded on my very first album okay. and it was which was in 1960 <laughs> Nine. <laughs> 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 but anyway, <laughs> and so 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 Jimmy Webb uh, wrote it and produced. You know Jimmy Webb, right? Do you know Jimmy yeah, Webb? Yeah. Jimmy Webb. Okay, yeah. so Jimmy wrote it and he and he and he produced it, all those uh, wrote all those songs except for one, uh, which was Jumpin' Jack Flash uh, by the Rolling Stones. Oh yeah. At, yeah, and 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 Jimmy insisted that I record that song on the album, yep. which at the time I wasn't a big fan of it. But then I I've come to love it. Mm -hmm. But at the time I thought, what is this song about? I was all into well, what does it lyrically mean? <laughs> and what jumping Jack Flash, jumping over what? And what you know? What is the meaning Jack, of this? Jack jumping over. <laughs> he says it's just a roll song, just sing the song. It's roll, like roll, roll. I said okay, okay. Yeah. So anyway, we did that. But anyway, he wrote this song, Someone is Standing Outside, as a tribute to his father. His father uh, was a minister. Okay. Uh, and Jimmy, actually, that's how Jimmy got started, by playing the music, uh, playing the piano and the organ in his church and yeah. singing in that. And so this was a tribute to his dad. And uh, we felt um, that, that's, that those lyrics also apply to today as yeah. well. And that is what motivated us to want to 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 re-record it. So Jimmy um, uh, did the track, which is just we did it with the piano track. Yep. So Jimmy did the track in New York. The background singers or is a high school group out of Canada. Oh, yeah. I was doing the vocals here in Los Angeles. And so and the and the and the and the producer of the project was in Nashville, Tennessee. Right. <laughs> so, That's great that the technology well, lets you do that. Real virtual. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. But you know, I'm just I'm, the other thing about this is that for me, you know, being an old school person, um, I'm learning a lot. I mean, it's, 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 it's I'm getting frustrated a lot. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> be trying to get these zooms and rooms and <laughs> in the room and all that. But it's making it's opening up your mind. You know, you mm-hmm. we have to be. Um, I just I tell my friends, my my friends, my age, we got to keep up. You got to keep mm-hmm. up with yeah. you can't just say, nah, I'm not going to because I tell you, had it not been for the Zoom, I, I have I have a new great grandbaby that was just born really? in February. Right. Mm-hmm. We went into we went into um, isolation, being in the house and stuff in March. So my only way of communicating with them, with my two great grandkids is on Zoom and we do it on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to figure out, oh Lord, Zoom. But <laughs> now <laughs> I have the Zoom, the ring light, I have the this and the that and all the, the stuff. Hat. You've got the hat as well. I got the hat and everything. I'm ready to, good to go. Yeah, you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> me and John, me and John just live on Zoom now, Thelma. We, we don't seem to leave Zoom, do we, John? <laughs> yeah, we've seen more each other on Zoom than we ever did before. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> yeah, it's just Makes you appreciate everybody a little bit. It's like, oh, because so, they're there, you know? Yeah. And yeah. you're here, yep. right? Yeah. yeah, this year would have been totally different if we didn't have access to or Zoom and all this technology, you know? It would be, it'd be really terrible. Yeah. But we're we're blessed that we have all this information, this new technology now that can, you know, keep us more um, t- together, you know. Yeah, definitely. It keeps it all more, connected. More it's, it's great that you're still able to like, work on projects and things as well and they'll keep pushing forward and letting your creativity flow as well using it. Yeah, you have to because you don't know. I mean, even... Even when the with the vaccine and with these other things and how when when it gets down to who's going to get it and all that, it's still going to be a while I think before mm-hmm. we're going to be able to go and give concerts or where people are going to feel, you know, like yeah, let's go and you know and go catch a concert and see Thelma or see whoever, yep. uh, you know, it's going to be a while. So we might be doing this for a little while. Yeah. Thelma, see if you're still doing this next year. Will you be our third host on the show? I sure will. Have <laughs> <laughs> well, a great time. <laughs> I sure will. Be happy to. Now, I think the I saw you. Um, you recorded the video for your track. Somebody standing outside. You done it with the the choir as well. Was that all done through Zoom as well? Yeah. Yes, and they were in Canada, oh. and each one of them were doing it in their you know in their bedroom. Mm-hmm. Really, that's amazing. And, and my son on our on our on our on our virtual sh- on our number. He's in, my son lives in Long Beach mm-hmm. and I live in LA. So he was doing his in Long Beach and I was here in my, in, a, in my house oh. in LA doing it. So, I mean, this technology is just, I mean, I know it's, great. it's, all, it's, it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be right to chat to you, Thelma, without uh, talking about some of your earlier, the early days and how, how you got inspired to take this journey into music. You were talking about gospel. Did it all begin with the, the kind of gospel choir for you then? Uh, yeah, it did. It started out. Um, uh, I uh, was in a group called the Art Rental Singers yeah. that was a part of our choir okay. at our at our church, and we we were and we were really really good, and we were invited to a lot of the churches, local churches in the in our Southern California area, yeah. and um, we managed to not we, we didn't we weren't we weren't going around doing auditions or anything like that but somehow the word got to somebody who right. actually was working at McDonnell Douglas Aircraft Company all right <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
who knew somebody that knew somebody <laughs> <laughs> that was a producer. Yeah. I kid you not. And that's yeah, how we got to end up with the contract at Capitol Records. Really? Yes. And that started it. And then from, from uh, Capitol Records being with our Reynolds singers, uh, then that's how, and then I got my, my uh, separate one. And mm-hmm. I recorded a song called Baby Mine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is, you probably haven't heard of it, but it's still real big in Northern England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, it's, it's Northern oh, Soul, oh, they call it. Northern Soul, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yep. it's a song called Baby Mine. Right, now we check it out, brilliant. <laughs> I think I think the gospel the gospel beginnings is such a, a pure kind of joyous style of music. It's really heartfelt, isn't it? You find a lot of people found their their talent in there just because, for their love of the music, wasn't it? I think it's that, and also, you know, when you're in my in my community growing up, yeah. if there was a kid who did uh, I don't know who was good with singing or who was good with reciting Bible verses or yeah. or who was good at whatever. They would pick you, you know, immediately put you in front of the church and, you know, and, 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 and groom you and, ha- you know, uh, and that's how. And, and, and so it became a natural kind of thing yeah, for, yeah. for our. Yeah. And that's and so you were you were given a great um, opportunity to to grow, yep. to to grow from uh, knowing how to handle yourself in front of an audience and that. Yeah. So it's all, and, 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 it, and it isn't that they were saying, okay, now this is what you do to do this. It wasn't done from the, from the uh, prospect of you going to be in the, in the entertainment industry. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, unless you were, were at the church that I grew up in, if you weren't, if you were gonna go into the music industry, then you'd best be going in to record some religious music, <laughs> yeah. right? So don't go in and record in that, you know, secular music that I was going to do. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but anyway, but, but yeah, that's how that, that, that's how it's, it's you built and you're groomed from being very, very young. Yeah. yeah. Very, it's very powerful music, gospel music as well. And so it really comes from your soul. Yes, it does because it's it's hopeful. It's um it's a it's a way of looking beyond what is going on right now with you, but a way of looking into the future or how things can be. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're always uplifting, uplifting. Yep, definitely. I, th- I think as well a lot of the, the influence that we talk about technology. We're a bit inundated with music and technology, but I think I read somewhere about how important the radio was. Back then, in my, I talked to my mum about that a lot and how important the radio was and hearing new music on the radio and accessing music through the radio. Was that a really important part of growing up then? That's all there was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was the radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we I mean, with the radio, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's all it was with radio. Even when I, even when I first, uh, when I started uh, going out, um, have, producing, uh, not producing, but recording music and having something released yeah. and going out on the road to promote it, yep. it was all about the radio, going to the radio stations to get, to get them to play your music, yep. um, you know, and going to, the, going to the mom and pop's little record shops, which, which, which uh, was selling the records. And they would tell the records that were popular on the radio. So yeah. the radio was it. That was your that was your only way. That and live entertainment. Yeah. And so you can imagine that by the time you, if you were, you know, you're an entertainer and you would start off in January, you're trying to hit all the little towns. So you would be gone from January all the way to December by the time you, you know, got around to all the little places that you mm-hmm. should have been, you know, to get your record, 
you know, uh, on the radio. Yeah. yeah what, what was that yeah. like touring for the first time, you know? So uh, after you kind of got signed and everything, you went out there and started seeing like the, the whole of the country and things and really kind of spreading the music out. What was that like doing that tour for the first time? Doing a tour? Let's see. For me, getting a job and working was always exciting. Yep. <laughs> so, um, and, and in touring, I, I would tour for about maybe six weeks mm-hmm. at the most, something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. That was enough. That was, done. That was <laughs> enough. <laughs> we get home. <laughs> I, I, you know, I was, because once I, once I got, you know, I, I, before I got into the, into the business, I was, I was married and I had two children. Right. So okay. I couldn't be gone away from them for that oh, long. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I had to schedule my, my um, tour around that you know i had yeah. i had help yeah, family with. comes first always i think you must have had a fire in you Felma, just to chase that career as well because obviously you rode into it from gospel to disco how did that come about that's quite a change isn't it <laughs> More, <laughs> into the motown sound and then into the disco sound well the uh let me well i'll put it like this the the disco sound came as a result of don't leave me this way uh, was at a time when the disco was being very um, uh, powerful. Yeah, yeah. In that um, the DJs at the at the clubs were being given music that people felt would play in the in the clubs. Yeah, they yeah. were being serviced just like the radio stations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and so and so and so then. That's how that came to be. And um, my, uh, the, the, the A&R person at Motown at the time uh, that I did uh, Don't Leave Me This Way was Suzanne DePass. Right. And Suzanne DePass, the song, I didn't record the song first. It was originally recorded by Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so she heard the song and then she uh, thought that it would be very good for a woman to do that song. Yeah. So she asked me to told me to call me and told me to go listen at it. And I got it and listened to it. And I said, yeah, I like it. I think it's good. Yeah. And so she um, and uh, um, Hal Davis, who was uh, responsible for uh, several of the hits for the Jackson five. Yeah. Yeah. And that and a lot of other people. Anyway, he um, did the track and uh, and he and he uh, produced the track specifically to be a disco mm-hmm. song. Yeah, right. And so that's how it came about. Yeah. It's, it's one of those timeless songs as well. Did you know when the, you won the Grammy for that as well, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. And let me tell you this little bit of tidbit. I was the first female on the Motown label to receive a Grammy award. That's right. amazing. Yeah. People yeah. don't know that because they think that it probably was gone several you know, just several other artists, mm. you know, earlier, but no, I was the first female. I think that deserves a congrat- congratulations right now, Thelma, for that one. <laughs> Can I just say as well, I think that yours was the best version. We'll, me and John will say this right now, Thelma, your version was the best. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Definitely. But we, we are a bit, we are a bit disco. We do love the disco, to be honest, don't we, John? <laughs> Definitely. Oh, good, good. There's, well, there's, um, so what, what do you think made that such a big hit? What, what's your kind of take on that? Why do I think? Yeah, why, I think, why would you say that became such a big hit? <clears throat> well, excuse me. 
For one thing, I think the timing, timing, timing mm-hmm. can be everything. Yeah. Uh, when that song was released, it was at the time when the gay community was starting to, not starting to, but was becoming more organized. Yeah. And more um, uh, politically involved. Yep. And that song came out and it was played in all the clubs. And I think the fact that the song and what was going on in the community and all of that uh, tended to help to make it what it was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that's also why it's had longevity yeah. because of the time that it came out and what it represented to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Had a great music video as well. Did you enjoy making the video for it? There was a popular uh, show in Europe that was that was broadcast from Bremen, Germany. Okay, maybe it was that then. And I think if I, I think it was the one where I had a wrapper on my head, like a turban or something yeah, on my yeah, head. Yeah. The, oh no, that was a live performance. Ah, right, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> what had happened was <laughs> this show was so popular. And everybody from all over Europe was was would want to would go there to would want to be on the show because yeah. I think it was on the night that it came on like a Saturday night or something. There was nothing else on TV, so it was like the best thing, yeah. right? <laughs> well, I had taken my hairdresser over there with me, right? Right. So my so before we got there, we had we had gone to uh, Munich, yep. Like maybe the couple nights before. And he had fell in love. Oh, no. <laughs> this is not going to end well, is it, Thelma? This is not and going to end he well. did not show up. Oh, so I no. had to throw that rag around my head. <laughs> and that rag has been following me since 1977. Not that you're and holding everybody it. thinks, oh, that video. <laughs> We're sorry we brought it up now, Thelma. Oh, no, 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 no. no. That's fine. That's fine. It's fine. We'll edit this earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think it's a uh, forgive and forget. I think Thelma is that uh, he fell in love. He was uh, silly and in love. He done a stupid thing. We'll, we'll, we'll let him away with that one. Yeah, he got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the, the video for I'm Here Again as well. I'm Here Again was the, done the video for that. And that I'm Here Again, that was a game changing track. That wasn't it. That really, that changed the game. I think that's one of my favorite tracks of yours, Thelma. Oh, you do? You like that one? Yeah, I'm here again. I think it was just something about that that just influenced the next generation into the the early house music, I think, as well, you know? Yeah, house. I did a concert last year, and it was was called, let me see, what's the name of it? It, It's out of Chicago, and it's all of these house uh, DJs. Yeah, yeah. And they go to this celebration. It's like a three-day thing. Yeah, yeah. And there was like, I don't know, 40,000. I mean, so many people there. And they wanted me to do that song. Yeah. Well, I have not done that song since I recorded it. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I says, I don't do that. Mrs. Thelma, you've got to do it. You've got to do it. You've <laughs> got to do it. It just and, and they told me this one part. They said, we just want to just, just do this one part. And when you do it, just listen to the crowd and you so I said, oh, God. <laughs> so I did it. 
And I didn't, all I had to do was start it and the crowd, those 40,000 people did it the rest of the song. <laughs> it's amazing. And I didn't know that the song was that popular. Yeah, yeah. It was just, I think there was just something about that song that just sparked a, a bit of creativity for, for the new genre of house music. There was something about that, yeah. Yeah. But we know, we know that event in Chicago because we had Jesse Saunders on. He was on talking to us before. He was talking about that festival, that exact festival. So we know the one in Chicago, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so looking back, like, talking about the Motown stuff as well, Thelma, I know that's probably a hard era to sum up, but what was it like working with some of the, some of the people involved with Motown? That must have been exceptional. Well, um, what was it like? Okay, before I went to Motown, I had done one album. Yep. Solo album, that's the one with Jimmy Webb. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> when I was working with Jimmy... Jimmy um, wrote all of the songs and he wrote all of the songs with my uh, vocal ability or whatever in mind. Yep. And he wrote it geared to subject matter that I might want to sing about or things that were going on at the time. Yep. So it was all around me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and when we would go into the studio, uh, to cut the tracks, he wanted me to go in as well. And I would sing along while the musicians were cutting, while the rhythm section was cutting the, the track. Yeah, yeah. And the guys liked it. They liked me being there singing along and all that. And sometimes we would start off with something, but then I might sing something one way and they might say, oh yeah, yeah, we like that. And then they would change it. Or they would do something and then I would, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it was yeah. that kind of exchange. So yep. that's how I thought all recordings were, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I went to Motown and I was, you know, waiting for my schedule of when we could, <laughs> it wasn't like that. Yeah. They bring in these tracks and say, here, this is for you. you know, this is where somebody did this and somebody cut this for you and somebody did this and blah, 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 blah. So it was a whole nother different thing. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> the good part of that was, is that you have to learn to work with everybody at Motown. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, because on any given day, if someone, and I'll just make this as an example, it never really happened, but I'm just, and I'm, I'm not with me. However, if say, someone who was working, um, I don't know, as a secretary or whatever, yep. came up with a great idea and everyone thought, oh, this is a hit. Then that secretary might be the one in the studio producing you. Wow. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you had to learn how to work with everybody because you never knew where the hit songs were gonna be coming from. Yeah, so yeah. I learned how to, I learned that. Yep. And I also learned how to figure out who was gonna be in the studio cutting tracks on me. <laughs> I got a good relationship with, with the ladies or the men, whoever was cutting up, making the schedule for the recording studios. Yeah, yeah. And I got in with them and say, girl, who's gonna be recording me this thing? <laughs> and I would get to that studio, I'd show up, and I'd make sure it was in my key. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I said, oh, hi. oh, you guys are here. Oh, I didn't know you were going to be here. What are you doing? Oh, you're cutting a track. Who's this for? Oh, it's for me? Oh. <laughs> 
brilliant. That's a, that's a lesson right there, Thelman, how to handle business, I think. <clears throat> that's why you, you got to do it. You have to, you have to, you, you can't, you know, this business is ever changing. Yeah, yeah. Ever evolving, just like we are now. Now it's, we're Zooming and we're in Chrome, Google Chrome and all those other things yeah. and virtual shows. And you just have to keep moving. You have to if you want to continue to be in it. Me and John are brought up with it from our mum and dads. We were brought up at an early age on the Motown stuff and the disco. We're disco babies, aren't we, John? We were brought up on the, the Motown sound and the disco from our mum and dads in the car on constantly yeah. listening to you, <laughs> you singing in the car thing when we were younger. So it's kind of ingrained into us over here, I think, isn't it, John? <laughs> So it's in your it's in your bones, right? It really is. <laughs> well, maybe not as talented as you are, Thelma. We can't really sing, but we can pretend. But you, but you, but 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 you feel it though. You know that music, oh, though, yeah. right? Yeah. And you know, people can knock it. You know, I think I think that unfortunately, what happened is at the height of the, the of the disco sound. Yeah. I think it started to become like, okay, anything can be a hit, mm, okay. and all we gotta do is make it go. Is make it like pss, 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 pss. <laughs> get that beat, and oh. then you know, and then just oh, well, you know. But that started to make it, 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 it made the music less. Mm. It started to make it, um, uh, I don't Maybe know, less, not good. Less and that's why I think those DJs. That's that's why I think people burned all those records in that park. Yeah, yeah. Again, this happened in Chicago. Yeah. I think that's why, because I think that they just, they were angry because of what, you know, and I can, in a way, can kind of see it yep. because it took away, because uh, I think, honestly, I think a lot of good music came out of the, out of the disco era. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's why it's still being played. It's still yep. being played now. People still love it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it has longevity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the, the good, original music still being played and it's still being sampled as well. You know, a lot of people are sampling and remixing like the, all the Motown stuff and all the disco stuff. You know, it's still inspiring people to this day. Yeah, it is. That, that's because you you guys set the standards so high, Thelma. We're all desperately trying to match that magic that you guys brought to the music back then. We're all desperately trying to get in on that and, and figure out how you guys made such incredible music. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing we didn't have auto tune. We didn't have yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we didn't have all that stuff. We had to, you know, you had to, you had to get it. You know, you had to go in within your soul, within your, within yourself. You know, definitely. I think there's just such a resurgence for the music, such a love for the music, especially in such a young generations now who are really appreciating what was going on back then. So me and John try and get people like yourself on to help uh, tell people about the history of what happened while we're talking to new DJs and new artists and other interviews and just trying to connect it all together and just explain the history of where it came from and hopefully try and inspire people to, to keep creating it, you know? So we just try and get a, nice, a good range of people on to have a chat. Yes, yes. I, you know, I think, for, I think um, uh, one thing, you know, passion for the music, um, respect for the music, um, you know, the only, what I hear a lot and I don't like it is a lot of conversation about it's to make the money. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, except when you say it's just to make the money. It's if something is good and you love and you have passion, it's going to, I think it's going to draw people or draw those to you. That's going to like what you do. Yep. And it's gonna it's gonna do that. 
make money if it's good. But I think to, just to, to have that, I don't know, maybe I, I look at it as a career. Yeah. You know, I started, I've been now, it's like 50 years. So I've been doing this, something that I absolutely love doing for that long. And I'm going to continue to do it until I can't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it's because I have a love, a genuine, a genuine love and respect for it. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and uh, I, I, uh, I, I see that, I see that, I, um, I, I see a lot of the younger people with that kind of respect and love for it. But then I also see a lot of people um, that don't have it, the respect. They just want to get from it and not put into it or what it takes. Whose guitar is that? Right there, I'm looking at the wall. Is that you? My dad, my dad gave me that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, my dad's a guitar player in the family. Oh, okay. So we were trying. I was trying to lockdown, try to learn a bit of, uh, more instruments and things like that. Trying to use the time wisely, basically. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I'm picking it up. I'm going to attempt to play right now, Thelma. Before you ask, I'm not playing that guitar, all right? Okay, I'm not gonna ask. I'm not gonna ask. Can you sing with us, though, Paul? Paul gives a little, little verse or something. John, I'll play the guitar if you sing. <laughs> oh no, you don't want to hear that. <laughs> Let Thelma think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're right there, Thelma. I think it's just about uh, feeling the music and if it comes from the soul and you're real, then the rest should hopefully take care of itself. But it's a very competitive game now in the, with the social media because it's very, it moves very fast, doesn't it? And it's, uh, it's difficult to, to take, get traction, I think, for a lot of musicians, a lot of artists. Well, I, I tell you, it's, um, it has its good things and its bad things. Yeah. I think the good thing about it is that if you have something that's good, and you, you, and if you know your social media stuff, yeah. you don't have to depend on a record company. Yeah. You can yeah. put it out if you know how to do that. Yeah. Uh, put it out, and 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 a lot of good artists have come come from from that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. not you know, and I and I respect that because you have other artists. But on the other hand, sometimes um, when things happen like that um, and happen so fast. People are not, sometimes artists are not prepared yeah. for it. And so they go out on the tours and they're not prepared for, you know, if, if the audience don't love them right away or give them stand ovation, <laughs> yeah. whatever, they're disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which also happens a lot with the shows like the, the uh, America's Got Talent or American Idol or mm -hmm. The Voice, or some of those shows. Yeah, yeah. You have all of this. Uh, all of this um, attention yep. on you, you know, and you're all, you know, all of all of the focus, all of the your star, you know. But then, when it's time to go out and do your do your to meet the people really, and to do to do the live show, yep. a lot of times you're not prepared. Yeah, yeah. And 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 what happens is you only get a shot because everybody's seeing you great on TV <laughs> and and they want to see you great live and if you're not great live and you mess up that's pretty much it for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's your you no know, really you yeah, yeah. shot that's it nobody's going to say oh no did you go see oh no uh -uh. no didn't like that uh, mm -hmm. no. So you don't you don't you don't it, it, it's it's um sometimes it's a setup to fail. Yeah, definitely. and you don't you don't have the opportunity to build because it takes I, I think it takes time. It takes time. It's a take of knowing yourself, knowing your audience, yeah. uh, how to get through the audience. If you know how it's it, it, it takes doing 
it takes oh, doing yeah, to maybe. make you really good at it, I think. Well, what kind of advice would you give to people that are maybe aspiring to you know, have a career as a singer or as a musician? What kind of advice would I give them? Yeah, yeah. To maybe somebody that's starting out that's kind of got those, those I guess, dreams well, of being involved I, I, in industry. Preparation to be prepared. Yeah, and 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 to uh, if you're writing if you if you're writing uh, your music and I I I, I do think now um, people are more into seemingly more into singers songwriters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It seems like they kind of expect you to write your own songs and sing them and perform them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that being said, I just think preparation, being prepared. Yeah, uh, is 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 the key, and have passion for what you do. Yeah, have passion. Yeah, I think passion's a big one, isn't it? That's really going to shine through in the performance as well. You got to love it because it's not it. It might look easy, but it's not the easiest thing in the Mm. world to do. You, you, make, so you, you make just make it look easy, Thelma. <laughs> <laughs> it might look easy, but it's not easy. <laughs> You're such a positive person as well. You give a lot of positivity out, Thelma, as well. And uh, like I said at the start, you're definitely the ray of sunshine to our dark Scottish night over here. We'll, we'll, we'll say that. Do, do you have any advice for people that are going through such a, or ending such a difficult year? You know what I mean? It's been, it's been a tough year, hasn't it? But there seems to be more light at the end of the tunnel. But have you got any advice for people and how you maybe get through the last of this and look for better times? Well, what I can say is, like I said, just when I started off, it's been a, it's been a hellified year. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but um, I think that if you get through it, I think it'll make you a better person, a stronger person a more patient person uh, and perhaps a better understanding mm-hmm. person. Yep, definitely. Um, and appreciative. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and to get through it, for me, sometimes I just, I don't know, not necessarily put on music, but just start singing my favorite songs or dancing around or or reading a book or um, it's not good to just isolate yourself and sit in the house and think about how terrible it is. That's the worst thing that, that you can do. Yeah. Definitely. I've, I've amped my exercise thing. I make sure that I, I'm a, I'm a hiker and, a, and, and I hike and I run Probably. and, uh, and I do sometimes boot camp. but that's, I think that's the best thing. Exercising yeah. is the very best because it gets, it gets, um, those uh, endorphins going, you know, which which is a natural hormone that calms you down and mm. smooths the edges out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you get it. some of your best ideas when you're exercising as well. So it gives you that mental clarity. Sometimes you can just you know, get some really good creative ideas during exercise. Yeah, you can. I think you can. Mm-hmm. It clears up. It clears up your head and. Uh, but for me, it, you know, it, uh, when I'm working, when I'm writing, I like to drive in my car okay. and think about the song and just keep playing the oh. track over them. That's how I write. Okay. So I don't, I'm not really, so when I'm walking and thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I don't know, I'm probably thinking about other things. And, and then I walk in a beautiful place oh. where, in the mountains. So I'm looking at the things and I'm looking at the little bunny rabbits one and I'm trying well, to- Well, that must be really inspiring. <laughs> it is. It is. 
very nice. Is there some um, some good hiking over that way then? Yeah. Yes, very good hiking. Awesome. Yep. I, I hike in the Temescal, Temescal uh, Mountains, Temescal Canyon, out oh. in Pacific Palisades. That's oh, my superb. favorite. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we have quite a lot of different hiking over here as well, um, but the weather's not as nice. <laughs> We've seen no, it as beautiful, but the weather's I, terrible. No, I don't think the weather's nice over there for hiking. <laughs> handle minus 10. If you can handle minus 10, Thelma, you're doing all right. Woo, minus 10, Lord, wind Lord. and rain. <laughs> Woo, and the rain too. Woo. You'll just oh, stay no. in the house. I'll just stay in the house and look at John's happy face. That, 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 that fills, that yeah, I usually wear a hat when I'm doing that. <laughs> Brilliant. No, I think it's funny that you should say that, Phil. My mum found a lot of uh, a lot of comfort in doing the same thing this summer, getting out, walking, hiking, just getting out. And she hadn't done a lot of it too much of that before, but she found a lot, got a lot from that. Just from yeah, day, not sitting the in the house, just get out if you can and just uh, if you can. Mind. That's the best thing to get out and just uh, um, you know, um, fresh air. Yep. Definitely. That's the one thing that they say we can do over here. They don't, we, we have, we don't, they said, oh, and uh, you can go outside. <laughs> and you can go outside and get some air and, you know, so we can do that. That's, that's the, we don't have a restriction on that. Yeah, me and John yeah. can't do that because we turn into a snowman outside, I think, if we walked outside. Oh, Lord, <laughs> I don't know if I could do that over there. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, no, it's thanks, pretty thanks cold a lot. No, we won't hang on to you too much longer. There's just one more favor. Can I ask one more favor? Could you? What's that? Could you wish my mum a Merry Christmas for me? Because I'll be the best son. I'll be her favourite son for a long time if Thelma Houston could wish my mum, Carol, a Merry Christmas. What's, what's your mom? What's her name, Carol? Carol. Very fitting for Christmas, Carol. Carol. <laughs> okay. Hi, Carol. Merry Christmas, girl. You have a very, very lovely son. You did a great job with him. Okay, now give me that money. Would you? How much are you gonna give me? <laughs> what, cut, John, cut. Fred, X that over to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks very much. You're such a huge fan, like we are as well. But that that will make our Christmas. I think that will, and I will be the favourite son for a long time. There you go. See. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks a lot. It's been an absolute pleasure, Thelma. Thanks for taking the time out to talk to us. Oh, thank you. I enjoyed it very much, and happy holidays to you all. Yeah, you yeah, too. Thanks a lot, Thelma. You have a good one. Okay, and stay safe. You too, all right? Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.